and welcome to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts. You know me. You love me. I am Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger, and I am joined by my two illustrious co-hosts. Introducing first, we got Rad Dreams, Mason. Hello. Welcome, guys. And my other co-host is my brother from the same mother. We have I Chameleon, also known as Chris. Yo. Going on, gentlemen. As you guys know, on the podcast, we like to talk about what we're doing and what we've been doing for the past week. So, Mason, what's been going on with you with the last week? Uh, actually, quite a bit, uh, which has been nice, especially in terms of gaming. Uh, so, I've been really excited about that, and definitely excited to share it with you guys as well as our listeners. I started playing this game on Steam called uh, Tales from the Sky. It's a very, well, not very, but it's an older JRPG that finally got a Western release after, like, geez, almost, like, damn near 20 oh, years. Shit. Wow. So it's been been a hot second. <laughs> and uh, the whole series, like, in its entirety got released on Steam. Uh, so I, I definitely want to play through it all because I've heard like really good things about the game itself. It's just very rich in story. You would hate it, Devin, because it's turn-based combat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For those of you uh, listening, old darkness tiger here, he hates turn-based combat. Because I don't see the purpose of it. Why am I take turns? Tactical. No. Because it's strategy, Devin. It's I don't strategy. need strategy. I built up this character who is well higher level than needs to be for this segment of the game. I don't need strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair. So I, I, I tried that out. Um, I'm, I beat the prologue. And for a game that came out in the early 2000s, it's actually aged fairly well, at least so far. Having a good time with it. Combat's nice. It's grid-based combat, also turn-based. Uh, which is kind of interesting too. Uh, definitely like kind of refreshing. So that's really cool. And then the last game that I've been messing around with is I discovered a a Pokemon ROM hack that uh, <laughs> is quite a lot of fun. Oh man! It's called uh, Pokemon Infinite Fusion. Have either of you heard about not. this? All right, so. Since you don't know, and maybe some of our listeners don't know, Pokemon Infinite Fusion is a fan-made Pokemon game that you can basically fuse any Pokemon with any Pokemon to create a new one. (laughs) And you play the game like that. So you can combine typings, you can combine moves, uh, the sprites look different, uh, it adds a whole different layer of like challenge and just intricacies to the game itself. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. Like, there's damn near close to a quarter of a million different combinations. Oh, my God. You need to do, like, a like a little bug type and then just something super big. <laughs> just, like, a whale mm-hmm. of some sort or or some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. flying creature. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty wild so far. Uh, I was playing it on a stream on my Twitch, and uh, it, was, it was a lot nice. of fun. So highly recommend checking it out and watching me play. Shameless nope, plug. Go for it. That's what we're here for. Shameless plugs. At Rad Dreams Review. But yeah, that's 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 on me. 
That's that's all I've been up to. Chris, what's been going on your end? Um, yeah, not really much. Um, I picked back up Elden Ring, and I started another character. Let's go. And for you do the DLC? It's not out yet. Nope. Uh, I thought it, it was thought it announced out. that it's a thing. <laughs> oh, they annu- okay, so they announced it. Yeah. Okay. A single I screenshot, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, yeah. hey, we're working on this. <laughs> basically, was all it was. No date or nothing. Um, so yeah. I, I was working on a new character, and then I also play on a little bit more on my other character. Because I technically haven't finished it. Because <laughs> uh, Chris... What's your new What's your new character? Uh, I'm going with like a dagger build, so like a Dex character. Oh, nice! Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, that's really that's really all that's going on in my world. All right. Well, in my realm, uh, Forza Horizon Five added a new rally DLC, so I played that for about an hour and a half. It's it's pretty fun, but the only reason I continuously check into Forza Horizon Five is every week they release a new car, and I'm just tempted by it. I just have to have it. Even if I have zero intentions of ever driving it, I just want to make sure I can mm-hmm. So I've been playing that, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I am on chapter 12 or 15. And Googling like how long it takes to beat this game. They said if you do everything 100% of the game, it's 50 hours. I'm at 49 hours, and I have three chapters left to go. <laughs> right, God and damn. I have not even done most of the things in this game. I'm like, I feel like they're lying. Um, this... <laughs> This past Sunday, I adventured over to Chris's house, uh, the com- home of the Chameleon, to watch yeah for the yes. fr- uh, to watch WrestleMania, but to watch wrestling for the first time in years. Yeah. Uh, there's entirely brand new. Almost everybody there was somebody I did not recognize. Yeah. Hey, Rey Mysterio. Yep, he got the. He was yep. inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yep. Um. Uh, when I left, Roman Reigns was like a good guy. And now that I've come yeah. back, he is a complete and utter bad guy, and he's not even a. <laughs> so is he? Is he like? He is a full heel. Okay. He's not a good wrestler. He's not. He's not really great. But I will say, watching WrestleMania, it was still exciting. I still stayed well. Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sponsor shout out. I saw that Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg was there, and uh, Shane McMahon got injured by accident. By jumping over somebody, yeah, he just too. landed and just was out. <laughs> and that was not supposed to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But I want to give a special shout out to Chris, who knows how to make some good uh, Mexican chocolate ice cream. It was phenomenal. Oh, nice. Yeah, it had, uh, it had chili powder in it which cinnamon. Which Ooh, apparently, nice. when I sent Chris these directions, I just, for some reason, read chili as cocoa. And so when Chris mm, had told, that too. Yeah. So when Chris told me, yeah, it's got chili powder, and I'm like, I hope it doesn't. I don't <laughs> chili in my Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely would have come over, so but it was it was a little late for, for me on a yeah. on a work yeah. night. So apologies. It's all good. I totally understand. No, we had a good time. It was WrestleMania is still over the top, but it was still it was still <laughs> worth good. the watch. But yeah. Let's get into our first topic. Speaking of major main events, unfortunately, we've kind of called that we've kind of been seeing the rumblings. E3 has officially been canceled. And I want to know, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that that would post? How do you you feel? Your thoughts? Um, Mm. From a consumer standpoint, 
I feel it kind of sucks because E3 is that, like, E3 of recent years, like, us consumers have been able to go to it and kind of have that, you're going to, like, kind of get that hands-on with the studios, um, these platform owners, and just, like, meet different people in the community that you would have never had the chance to meet previously. So I don't like that it's canceled, but I totally understand why it's canceled. So it sucks, but hopefully something comes eventually to kind of like replace that, that hands, the hands-on consumer in, in event experience. Right. Mason, what about thoughts? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm definitely, no, sad over the news. I'm not like surprised that it did happen. I'm just, you know, sad, disappointed because like going to the Electronic Entertainment Expo has been like a bucket list item yep. for me personally. I've always, always wanted to go. Uh, it's been a dream, and the fact that it did get canceled is super disheartening. Um, I hope that it comes back, but that remains to be seen. Um, if it does come back, it'll have to happen in some sort of, like, different iteration, mm -hmm. I think. Um, instead of focusing, like, mainly on, like, video games, it might have to focus more so on, like, uh, entertainment, technology, and maybe some games mixed in there. Because it seems like the gaming industry is shifting in, like, a different direction yeah. from E3. Like, they're doing their own yeah. thing. Um, and I think they're going to continue to do that. Uh, I don't foresee them, uh, you know, using E3 anymore. I, I foresee them just doing their conferences on their own. So E3 needs to adapt and evolve. See, that's that's kind of like my thought. Something that was interesting, and it said that the pandemic, COVID nineteen, did not kill E3. Would kill would kill E3 no. with streaming. Yeah, I can see like, that. A developer, like or even developer or producer or whatever, doesn't need to put on this gigantic showcase. Doesn't need to uh, traverse all the way down to LA, have like speaking boards, have all these things ready to go. They can literally upload onto their own YouTube channel that they want you to see. There is no expectations. There is no audience applause. There is no audience. Exp They're not ready to show you something. They just won't show you anything. I think that. <laughs> E3 does have a purpose, but as you mentioned, uh, Mason, that it needs to be retooled and reformatted. Person yeah. And no, personally, Sorry, I think ahead. that E3 is going to make it should be a thing for when they're unveiling consoles. I think that should still be a E3. Oh, 100%. But as you mentioned, it, it needs to retool, it needs to adapt. Yep. Mm hmm. And uh, the, the one thing I was going to say, too, is another barrier for these companies now is the cost of doing a conference at E3 rather than doing one digitally. Like, the costs are significantly less. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no brick and mortar. There's no rental fees. There, there's literally, like, hardly any significant expenses when it comes to hosting your own um i guess event so to speak on a streaming platform like youtube or twitch yeah. like you just click go live and then there you go you know <laughs> i i think that this is i think that 
I think we have to look also look at the positives of this of the E3 cancelization. Uh, it does mean that it's going to be less opportunities for Activision Blizzard to sexually assault a woman. What? Too soon? <laughs> You're wrong. They they can't invite women they up to the Cosby Suite. Invite them to the Cosby Suite. <laughs> I'm just uh, They will never live that shit down. Oh, dude. No. All right. So this is a bit of a tangent since we mentioned uh, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Take a shot. Uh, <laughs> um. D- we didn't mention this on the previous episode, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this on a previous podcast, but the Diablo 4 beta was an absolute nightmare. In what way? Uh, at least that's what I heard. I, I heard, like, people were having a lot of difficulty, like, actually accessing the game. It kept on crashing. Uh, some people could only get access to the beta by doing some sort of KFC deal. I, I, th- <laughs> I think at this point, we can just say any Activision Blizzard beta it's supposed to be bad. It's just, yeah, yeah, and, and it is yeah. a beta. It's a so stress test. Yeah, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I will, <laughs> but you know, I don't think I'll play I, Diablo Four. Um, I'm still boycotting. I, uh, I don't know Blizzard. why Activision Blizzard thinks that their server should only ever handle a hundred people at a time. I don't understand <laughs> why they think. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. They're like nobody's gonna play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Surely Chris, not. did you Surely. play the Diablo 4 beta? I did. I did. How was it? I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> really? It was, it, was laughing. Damn, it was damn good. Like, I I still okay, have not right. spent a dime on anything Activision in years, and I am mm-hmm. not going to buy Diablo 4. But when this acquisition okay. goes through, and they're owned by yes. Xbox. I will active, I will immediately download that game on Game Pass. <laughs> that, that that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah, like Chris is like, if that merger does go through, which I yeah, hope it does, it will. Um, no, I do plan on uh, no resuming my yeah. support. Yeah, yeah, that, that... because I do trust. I do trust Activision Blizzard uh, under the umbrella of Microsoft Me too. Yeah, I. I didn't experience any of the um, those server issues. So basically, um, the weekend before the open beta weekend, it was like a closed beta for only people that pre-ordered, so mm-hmm. I didn't get in. Um, and so when they went to the open beta, everybody was in. And so I think the I didn't mm-hmm. play the first day. They had a shit ton of problems server-wise first day. Second day. That, that usually yeah, happens. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we are seeing more traffic. I think they said that they saw more traffic in that game than even the entire lifetime, like like the lifetime peak of Diablo 3. And so, like, yeah. Really? Wow. That's and impressive. that's why they were having server problems. They are like, yeah, we were not prepared for this. Because mm. <laughs> Diablo 4 seemed to attract people who weren't necessarily interested in Diablo 3, such as myself. Did not yep. Diablo series... But I will say the campaign trail of Diablo 4 made even me excited to try. And who, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I will hop in. I don't know yet. The uh, the Be Ready uh, map is absolutely massive. The the beta was the... I can't even describe like how big this map is. I was like... The best way that I can describe it was when it told me I had to go from like one point to the other point, and it was basically the other end of the thing, I was like... Well, that's going to take me like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like, 
I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Like, like, there's mounts in the game at some point. Yeah. You unlock at some point, but like, but then like, they came out with a screen grab of the map, the full map compared to what little act, little part we had in the beta. It was so small compared to the full map. I was like, oh my God. It was like, this game is absolutely massive. Really? Yeah. And there was, there was a lot to do. Very, very good. Very good. Just absolutely phenomenal. All right. Well, that's what we'd like to hear, but let's go ahead and let's change our topics. Now, it seems like everyone and their mother is coming out with a handheld console or a handheld yep. gaming system, whether you're looking at Valve, whether you're looking at Razer, whether you're looking at Nintendo. Like, I feel like I can just keep going on and on and on. Well, unfortunately, we have to add two more to the list. There, that's the reality. Over the weekend, and this was actually ironic because they did this on April 1st. Everybody that yeah. this was a joke. Asus decided that, hey, we're going to hop one in the spear too with some um, some spec even better than the Steam Deck. And then, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago, Sony announced, hey, we're also working on one. Mm-hmm. Now... Let me get to the specs, because the one that's under the Asus unveils the ROG Ally, a handheld gaming console to rival the Steam Deck. It's going to be running on Windows 11, and it's supposed to rival the Steam Deck. However, the Taiwanese company did not reveal much details, and released only a couple of teasers. And I'll tell you right now, it looks visually cool. Yeah, It does. Asus says the device is powered by a custom AMD APU chip which can be coupled with the ROG X6 Mobile eGPU. The display has a 1080p resolution and runs at 120 hertz. I'm just going to say it. I, there's too many. I don't know. I don't, there's, I, I make more I want to buy, but there's, the market is flooded. And they all seem... Honestly, uh, like when the Steam Deck came out, that was kind of like yeah. the end-all be-all, at least for, for me. Um, like, I... I don't know if I'll ever get another handheld un- until, like, my Switch yeah. dies. Because, like, I don't know. I'm just not m- motivated to game on the go as much anymore. See, gaming on the go makes the most sense for me because I travel a lot. But the problem yeah, is, yeah. is that I travel to places where there's no internet. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it defeats so the entirety of the purpose for the devices. So I have to mm-hmm. carry a console. Um, do I think this one is going to set the world on fire? Oh, but to be no. fair, none of them did. Then the Switch did because it was first. But now, because the Switch has been around since 2017, it has allowed the entire competition to catch up to the point where even is like, all right, we can start making something. Just to cancel it. Now, do you think, <laughs> now, do you think Sony will nope. find success? No. The, way, the same way Sony found success with the PSVR 2. <laughs> Yeah, I hate this. Um, and it, it's such a shame too because the PSP was actually a really it was, was top tier. Like to be yeah. completely real, and same with like the PS Vita. Yeah, honestly, like if I'm being like objective, the, those two handhelds were very good. To be honest, they just commercially did not. See, yep. I think we can like look at we can look at Sony because Sony has a tendency. Oh, create amazing product that either because of the pricing or because of their inability to support it for a long term, it, it'll automatically mm-hmm. be canceled, thrown in the trash. And the other, like, nobody wanted it. 
Microsoft, on the other hand, will wait until the very last minute to do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, ha- I still have it. I'm sure you do. People, Hold on. It's, probably, it's right over here. Oh, wow. He actually has it within close proximity. Oh, uh, shit. Wow, it's a dinosaur. You can sell that to a museum. <laughs> but the problem... Well, of, wait, what is it? It's a zoo. It? That's a zoo. Oh my god, yeah, it's a zoo. Casually just hanging out. <laughs> but the, Hell yeah. The I problem remember that. was you already have the iPod. It already comes yeah. So my... Mm-hmm. Hey, I was one of those... I was one of those guys, though, that, that was bought Chris. the zoo. I was, too. I was not. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just... I, I have... I have this like disdain for Apple Same. products, so I cannot talk because I record this video on an Apple iPhone. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're all right. Quick question, right. Chris: Does that Zoom work? Like, can you like play music with it? So either the battery's dead in it, or I need a new charging cable. One of the two. I'm not really sure. How how old is it? Oh man, does it have a date on the back of it? Because like. Because the Zoom, I'm trying to remember, like, when it came out. I feel out. like the president's name ended in Bush. Zoom, 120 gigabyte model. Let's, let me look it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm definitely curious, like, how old it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's at least 10, 10 years. So, Chris, plus. while you look that up, I want you to also see if you can find a way to charge this. I <laughs> to do a 10-year-later review on your Zoom. <laughs> it wouldn't be usable because yeah. of the software. I, like, I don't even know, like... It probably has something on it. But... I'm sure it does. And, you know, Microsoft's uh, software does last a super long time. Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer lasted 10 years longer than it should have. But they... <laughs> so it released in 2008. Oh, that is way oh, wow. longer than 10 years. That is what? <laughs> There's 16 years. I, you know, I kept it as a keepsake. And then who knows? Maybe one day it'll be worth something and I can sell it to some weird collector. Go on. <laughs> Hey, original original iPods Appar- are worth a lot. Exactly. That's the one drop of Microsoft products. They ain't worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm gonna just keep it for a long time and then like, listen, I've got this. Maybe some maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> I love how um, like, I love how I Googled Zune and like the first thing that came up was Sony's Walkman. And I don't Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, All right, really? actually if you have a thirty two gigabyte Zune still in its packaging, it's ninety nine dollars with free shipping. If you have a 64 gigabyte, it is 101 with $10 worth of shipping. And it goes down as low as 16 bucks. So it's all over the place. place. So yeah. uh, you just need to find somebody who really wants. Oh, there's a Zoom here for $249. So people are buying. Hey. People are buying them, I suppose. I don't know why, but it might work. Yeah. Collector, right. um, maybe. Yeah, quick quick thing on the um, the, the Sony device. So it streams strictly from the PS5. You have to have a PS5 nope. to have to have oh, their port. Really? All right. So that's a pass. That's an automatic yeah. pass. Yeah, I was just like, like, so it doesn't do like cloud seems... gaming or any. No, it like legitimately needs mm. the PS5. All right, yeah, that's a so if you want to play on your controller looking at a small screen in front of your TV that your PS5 is connected to, this is... <laughs> and it only supports 1080p 60 frames per second. Great, great idea. <laughs> it seems 
restrictive. For no <laughs> reason. It's not. No, I, I will just. I'm going to say it's restrictive for a reason, and that reason because it's Sony, and they're going to sell you this for four hundred bucks. It is going to. Oh yeah, four hundred. Three ninety nine ninety nine with tax. I guarantee you, it might be maybe four ninety nine. No, it's not. <laughs> They're gonna. It's gonna be on the PS6. They're gonna bundle with the PS6 at a thousand dollar price point. I mean, it'll it'll definitely be between like four to five. Well, for sure. if you're a Sony fan, you have that to look forward to. It's gonna be break out your wallet. Uh, but let's mm-hmm. go ahead and let's change into topics. This one's more of a personal one, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. This one is a personal one. So, as you guys, as the listeners know, I am the car guy. I racing video games, trying to go to Formula One events. I'm I, That's what I do. Well, I recently, mm-hmm. a lot of car manufacturers are coming out with their electric pickup trucks. Ford came out with the Ford F-150 Lightning. Chevy has the Chevy Silverado EV, GMC EV. And the last one to do anything was Dodge. And I think I like Dodge as the company the best, only because I like their pickup trucks. I think their pickup trucks are amazing. So I actually signed up for their insider program. I wanted to be the first one to get information when I fail a electric doctor. So I actually sent you both the link this afternoon where they unveiled it. That mm-hmm. link was not on YouTube. Like the only way you've seen that is really? I would have sent you the link because it was only for insider. Oh. Yeah. So they finally unveiled the truck, and the truck looks like a normal typical truck. It looks like a typical Dodge Ram. But it is all electric. And let me just tell you some of the specs. The automaker is promising the most range in its class. I believe the Ford Lightning has about a 300-mile range. The new Dodge Ram can go up to 500 miles. Then at the end of it, they said they're going to be producing an extended range version. version, So probably bringing up to to 600 to 700-mile range. It is going to have a towing capacity of 14,000 pounds which is enough to pull massively large RV trailers. It has a 0 to 60 time of 4.4 seconds, which, Chris, the Tesla we drove had a 0 to 60 time of 5.5. Wow. That sucker's quick, then. That's got very good acceleration. Very good acceleration. It is going to have 654 horsepower and 620 feet-pounds of torque, which... Do you think the Tesla we drove, Chris, had less than half of that? There is going to be a halo trim called the Tungsten, which sits above Limited. It's going to include a 23-speaker sound system, heated and ventilated massage seats, a suede and way more. They were even talking about how the passenger seat up front is going to have its own screen with an HDMI cord that you can plug in. So you can actually project onto the passenger uh, dashboard, whatever you want to project. Oh, that's now, wild. one of the things that they did not say, however, was how much it's going to cost. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be extremely mm-hmm. expensive. Um, and one other thing that people are also not talking about is how much this is going to weigh. The, the mm, battery okay. on this vehicle is bigger than the battery on the all-electric Hummer, which I think the all-electric Hummer weighs in around 8,000 pounds. A typical car uh, weighs around 3,000 pounds. So the Hummer, I was wrong. The Hummer weighs 9,000 pounds. It's still, I mean, that's significant. So they're saying that this Dodge Ram has the potential to weigh 10,000 pounds. 
which would make it Jesus. ineligible for quite a lot of places to drive. Because that's that is exceeding what is that? That's what five times. That I don't know. Is yeah, a fat. Yeah, because a ton a ton is what three thousand. Uh, either pounds? ton is two or three. I think it's two thousand. Um, but it is a chunky boy. It's two thousand pounds. Okay, so it is going. Yeah, so it's about. It is going to be a chunky boy, and I do not think it is a great idea, and I can't believe I'm the person to say this. I do not think it is a great idea that people should be able to buy a 10,000-pound vehicle that can go to 0 to 60 in 4.4. Yeah. Missiles. That is the size of, like, a U-Haul truck. Imagine just a bunch of U-Haul trucks just 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 flying, just taking off as fast as they can. I'm excited for this truck. I know I cannot afford it. And I appreciate Dodge saying, you just need to put down a $100 deposit. I'm like, <laughs> even if I put a deposit, I'm not going to be able to afford it. Uh, yeah, they don't say what your payment's going to nope, be if you they do just that. say, put the $100 down deposit, and we'll tell you the price when we're ready. <laughs> what do you think the price point's um, going to be? They usually have tiers. So the, what I just read to you is going to be the top tier. The bottom trim, I think, has a maximum range of about 350 miles. I'm it's going to start around seventy five thousand for the base. Yeah, I, I would say like the top line fully loaded would be like at least a hundred yeah, k plus. Because with the Ford F one fifty Pro, I think you know this, Mason. I think when they first announced it, it started off at like forty one or forty nine thousand. Yeah, and then now the there. base has gone all the way up to like sixty two thousand dollars for the base. Yeah, it's expensive. It's that's what we live in. Everything is super expensive, but yeah. I know. Super, Super inflated. inflated. But let me give you one last stat before we move on to our last topic. This Dodge Ram will be able to charge itself. It'll be able to add 110 miles of range within 10 minutes. So your charge times will not be that hmm. long, and you'll have plenty to do because these EVs have Netflix. They have everything you could possibly want because they know you're going to be waiting for a very long time. Dope. All right. Let's get into our last story. And this one, I'm mad at you, Mason, because I wanted to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, it was it was kind of last minute, honestly. Um, but I had the uh, fortune to see the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Amongst Thieves, yesterday. And I'm happy to report the movie's actually doing pretty decently. Um, commercially at the box office. Yeah, least, I, I heard. Say. I heard. Um, I, I mean, heard would that you agree? John Wick. Yes, yes, it did. Um, so the current box office. Let me just bring it up very quickly. It's currently at thirty-three point eight million, which is very good. Uh, to be completely honest, um, but in terms of the movie itself, as a avid D&D player and person who you know plays the game and runs games it is a fantastic uh homage to fans and non-fans alike so you can walk into this not knowing jack shit about like D&D and still know what's going on um but if you do know what's going on as a player or whatever they throw in nuggets yeah. right they throw in Nice little references, Easter eggs, things for, for fans that they'll recognize or they'll say something and you'll be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. see what you did there. You know, so that's really cool that they, you know, do that sort of nod. And 
it's got quite the star-studded cast, honestly. Uh, it's got Michelle Shout Rodriguez. Out. It has Shout Chris out. Pine. It's 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 got um, uh, who's that English actor? Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. Shout out. It has um, oh uh, God, what's his um, uh, Bradley Cooper? Okay, in it. Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, let's see. Anybody else of note other than those? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but those are like the big names attached to the movie. Uh, so it's got a good, very good cast. Acting was solid. Um, it's not like um, an amazing you know, film that I would give like a 10 out of 10 or anything like that, but it was insanely fun. It was very cheeky. And it, it didn't take itself too seriously, which is nice for a movie about D&D, because if you have ever played a game, things go off the rails <laughs> so fast. Almost immediately. Every time. Almost, yeah, almost immediately. And uh, this movie encapsulates that perfectly, where things will happen and then immediately go to shit. <laughs> because they'll make a plan. The plan fails. They go to plan B. That fails. Plan C fails. Plan D fails. They go to, all the way to like plan F, and they're like, "All right, this one <laughs> this week now." But it's just, it's just kind of, it's fun. It's a fun movie, right? You got this ragtag group of people trying to do good, and it's just, it's a whole hell of a lot of fun. And I would highly recommend it for just anybody. Honestly, awesome. I would. Probably honest. I would give it like, I would give it like eight point five out of ten. Okay, that's, that's very good. That's high praise. That's solid. Because I'm thinking that hopefully I was hopefully I was going to see it yesterday, but I got call, got called to yeah. some other priorities. And had we delayed this episode today, I was going to go see it today so I could talk about it. I gotcha. Hey, maybe you'll see uh, it tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow. Or it's going to be Friday. It just depends. I'm I'm not sure yet. Uh, I gotcha. There. There, the last thing I'll say is there was a lot of good oh. comedy. It was very yeah. funny. Um, there were so many moments where me and the group of people I, I was with, like we were just laughing out loud. <laughs> hmm. I, might, I might go check it out on Friday. We'll see. But uh, before we go, I do want to say, uh, if you've not yet seen Creed 3, it is now streaming for 20 bucks. Oh, nice. It's still 20 bucks, but I guess you don't have to go to the theater. So yeah. it makes mm-hmm. up for it. I still need to watch number one and number so two. Good. Well, the first one was so good. So good. Um, any other topics you guys wish to discuss before we call it? No for me. I don't got all anything. Right. Well, thank you all for joining us for another installment of the Uninformed Gamers podcast. If you like what we do, be sure to give us a like or subscribe wherever you may listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally wherever you listen to podcasts. If you wish to connect to us, you can find us at Twitter, at Uninformed Gamers, or you can find us at TikTok, at Uninformed Gamers. If you wish to connect with me personally or race against me, on Xbox, it's Darkness Tiger, and on PlayStation, it's Darkness Tiger 2. All right, guys, go ahead and give your sign-offs. Yeah, I am Chameleon or Chris. You can find me very easily on Twitter, at Chameleon Games. Um... I will be taking offers on the Zoom, so feel free to reach out. <laughs> One million dollars. Uh, 
But I have been uh, Mason, also known as Rad Dreams and Rad Dreams Review on YouTube, as well as Rad underscore Dreams on Twitch. I will be playing more of the Pokemon Infinite Fusion on Twitch uh, once I get back uh, from my little weekend getaway that I will be doing. Uh, I will be talking on that on the next podcast. So make sure you stay tuned and uh, keep posted and subscribe so that way you can find out more shenanigans all right thank you all we will talk to you next time bye peace later